Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the Creative Commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. Don't waste time. Open your mind. Have no regrets. Paint the sky your favorite color. Hello, Kindle. And hello, world. Hi, world. How's it going? Welcome to Sisters Talk Brothers, where two wild and crazy kids talk about some wild and crazy kids doing wild and crazy things, family style. (laughs) You just don't know which kids are which now, do you? There's no telling. There is no telling. I mean, we're basically indistinguishable from the Winchesters, right? Right. I mean, we look the same, we sound the same, we're like, same hotness levels. Same height difference. Same height difference, same (laughs) skill sets. I mean, come on, come on. We are the Winchesters. I mean, people don't don't quote us on that. Don't don't put us on a pedestal like that now. I'm not coming to whatever bumfuck town you are in to solve your problems. I got my own. I ain't saving you. <laughs> yep. I definitely did have to reevaluate because we had talked previously about if we were in the supernatural world, would we would we be? Uh, Men of Letters or Hunters. And I forgot about the fact, in that discussion, I forgot about the fact that my wife is scared of anything supernatural. <laughs> like it's, it's practically in our marriage vows that if it is a real-life threat, she deals with it. If it's a supernatural threat, I deal with it. So it would yeah, be a case of a where she would stay safe in the bunker giving me notes... <laughs> While I step outside and take care of the ghosty. And then when there's a spider in the shower, I call her and she comes and takes care of that for me. I mean, it's all about teamwork. (laughs) You know what? It's about balance. You need balance in a relationship. Well, this episode, I felt Hannah was very balanced. Indeed. In so far that you began the episode with blues music, there was blues music throughout, there's blues music at the end. It was a very consistent thread that I very much appreciated. I don't think and you said that right. It made me wonder, Hannah, what song has been on your mind lately? Uh, the song that I can't get out of my head lately is, it's called Hallucinogenics by Matt Mason. My cigarette burns my finger cause I forgot I lit it. And one of my favorite things about it is there's a line that says, I carry on like the wayward son. The song, <laughs> the song has nothing to do with supernatural at all, but that, that line, it makes my heart swell. Well, now to any 
a supernatural fan. That is officially a supernatural canon song. <laughs> I mean, officially. Man, if you want instant fandom for your creative work, just make any reference to any song, character, reference <laughs> that is used in the show Make reference to a reference and you're in. You are yeah. in. And there's going to be 15 years worth of material. Ah, uh, so easy. We should just become rock stars if this podcast doesn't pan out. Right? Yeah. Just write music that is not supernatural based, but just has little sly S supernatural, supernatural references. <laughs> yes. Super referential. <laughs> That's our band name. Super <laughs> It's so easy to say, Hannah. I yeah. love it. I won't trip up on that at all. <laughs> Just all the other words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the song I've had stuck in my head lately. Tell me. I don't even know if I can pronounce. I pulled it up on Spotify just so I could look at it as I read it. The song title is Dugu Badia. And Badia. the artist is Amadou and Mariam, featuring Santa Gold. Santa Gold. That sounds I want familiar. to say I listened Santa to Gold. a bit of Santa Gold. I when know I was Santa in college. Gold. Yeah, yeah, great artist, Santa Gold. But we were watching a Netflix movie recently about a kid who gets his dick cut off on a camping trip. And wow. it was it was a hilarious and cute comedy adventure film. I very much liked it. But mm -hmm. this song featured heavily in the first, you know, 15 of the movie. And I was instantly in love with it. Like, don't, I love those songs where you hear it and you're like, immediately, this is going to be one of my songs. <laughs> yeah, like it just resonates with your soul immediately. Mm-hmm. And it has that African vibe to it. And African music always makes me think of summertime and dancing and energy and movement. Uh, Absolutely. And I don't know, I think... I've been needing a little extra energy in my life lately as I've been adapting to high altitude. <laughs> and it's adventurous sounding, and we just started this new adventure. So it's been a great little theme song of mine. It's been stuck in my head kind of nonstop the last few days, actually. I gotta, I gotta <sighs> look that up. Ross, link me to it later. I will do you two better. One, I'll drop a little clip each of both of our songs. And I'll put it in the show notes. <gasps> How about that? That's a great idea. I'll link it to the videos. Because I'm cool like that. What? Mic what? drop. Except not really. It's the only mic I got. Yeah, don't drop, <laughs> don't drop your mic. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not some highfalutin rock star who's Yet. <laughs> going to just frivolously break her guitars and throw her mics everywhere. I will be respectful with the money your tickets have given me. Sentences and words are hard. Hannah, let's just go to the show before I fuck this up anymore. So let's get into Season 2, Episode 8, Crossroad Blues. <laughs> Kindle, 
with that recap? So, hey, it's a recap! And we've now gotten into the very monotonous saving people, hunting crap, opening, and then the then. And we see the whole, we kind of just revisit the whole John dying and my favorite quote of this show so far, which is, Dean's dying and you have a plan! (laughs) We see John make the deal, and we who have seen the show before go, uh-oh, this is the deal episode, and all you noobs out there who haven't seen it before, but for some reason are listening to this show, are going, oh shit, this is the same thing we've been seeing the last five episodes, why are you showing it again? Uh, and we also revisit the whole Devil's Trap thing, so that we can't forget the boys do canonically know how to make Devil's Traps. They learned it from Baby. And I'm a little impressed, not gonna lie. We've only seen them use demon-y type things twice now. And... No, I guess... No, John... Dean had his dad's journal there. So he probably had the sigil... He had, like, added... Sam went to, like, Barnes & Noble and got those, like, extra insert pages... And they copy down from the Book of Solomon all the <clears throat> sigil and stuff. So it's not. I was thinking yeah. for a second that Dean had it memorized, like you know, what not is that called quite, when you see something yet. once and you have memory. it memorized for life? Photographic memory. Yes, thank you. I was gonna say for a second. It seems like they're giving the boys that kind of memory, but no, I'm being stupid. No. They have the journal still. So yeah, that was our recap. It was fun and exciting. What else you got for me? We begin our story way back in August 1938 in Greenwood, Mississippi. 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 (laughs) It's a real place, and it's also the cotton capital of the world. Nice. Yeah. We see a man playing guitar in a bar. Hey, that rhymes. Everyone in the club is picking up what he's laying down. They're really feeling him. We, Uh, the audience... Including me. Yes. Including me. I kept expecting him to break out into Heartbreak Hotel. (laughs) Heartbreak Hotel. But no, that song won't be around for another 20 years, so. Right. We, the audience, and he playing guitar, hear dogs howling and barking outside. He stops playing for a moment, but picks back up until he sees shadows outside the window. He starts looking around. Everyone gets tense as people start looking at him funny. And he drops his cigarette. The growling and barking gets louder, so he stands up and runs out of the bar. He's in the woods now. They're barking and growling. He drops his guitar and runs into a cabin. The dogs we can't see attack the door. But then it's not the dogs. It's a few people from the bar come to check on him. He's having a fit on the floor, mumbling about the dogs. The woman calls him Robert, telling him not to die. He focuses on her her cross necklace as the title burns into the screen. Dun, dun, dun. Why didn't he get eaten in front of these people? I will tell you, Kindle. Okay. It's not much of an explanation. Uh, the Hellhound lore is different in this episode than any other episode we come across. In this episode, it causes the Hellhounds cause heart attacks, they cause suicide, and they make you vanish. We kind of saw them rip the dock up, though. A little bit, which is closer to the lore they go by in the future. But she does just disappear. 
Alright, so this was a case of, this is our first hellhound, we don't know what we want to do yet, so we're just going to try all the options. <laughs> we we're don't even know what they do. one guy suicide off screen. We thought one it was a black spin- dog at first. <laughs> well, they correct later on, it's not a black dog. Yeah. But yeah. Alright. Well, thank you for that explanation. You're very welcome. So now we go visit them boys, because now we know we got a case to solve, and it's a case back in history. Or is it? No, that would have been way more fun. The boys, well, well, don't worry, people, we will get to the time-traveling episodes. We will get there. We will get there. Don't worry. And they're in a diner, and Sam is being all bitchy because they are not low-profile anymore because... I guess they didn't care so much before when Dean was dead because people don't really look for dead people. So Sam's like, we got to watch out for all the security cameras now. Damn it. <laughs> Pain in the ass. And Dean's laughing it up and teases Sam because Sam's just jealous that he's not as famous as Dean. He's like not on their radar at all. Nope. He should be an accessory to it. Something. But you know what? It just, it just means that Diane did a really good job last episode in covering up for them. She did. Thank you, Diane. Diana. Mm -hmm. You probably lost your career. We appreciate your sacrifice. It was not in vain. (laughs) Well, it's time to go see what our case is. A man has committed suicide by jumping off the roof of the building he designed. Ooh la la. He called animal control before his death and said, Oh my god, there's this huge black dog trying to kill me. Come get it. And animal control was like, You live in a swanky building with tons of security, so, um, no. Uh, And the boys are like, This is supernatural. And Dean is super excited because... He's, his favorite theory is finally going to be right. It's a black dog. But he's still. It's a black dog. Yeah, his favorite thing to suggest. uh, Next to water wraiths. (laughs) Um, But what's intriguing here is that he still needs to ask. So, um, yeah, what's the lore on black dogs again? I know I like say... Everything is black dogs, but I actually don't know <laughs> what black dogs do. Uh, and, you know, maybe he's a little validated because all the lore is very vague. It could be spirits. It could just be, you know, fucking animals. It could be death omens. Oh, Hannah, what have we seen death omens before? Last episode? Yeah, I kind of think they only mentioned death omens. Because they literally just finished up a case case of Death Omens. And Sam's like, yeah, we need to remember those. Those are options. I was hella confused for the majority of that case because I forgot about Death Omens. I'm not forgetting again, damn it. I'm a great researcher. I'm a goddamn man of letters. Futurally. Soon. Soon. God, soon has such a bad taste in my mouth now. So the boys go and question Sean's business partner, Sean being the man who died, who killed himself. Um, Yeah. He is dubbed Sean's friend on IMDb, who will come back as a skinwalker and as the pro wrestler Gunnar Lawless. Yeah, I like how they say it's his 
friend. <laughs> I I definitely got some more than friend vibes coming off of him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I mean, I get it. He's his business partner, but also I get it. Wink, wink. <laughs> They're pretending to be reporters, paying tribute to Sean in Architectural Digest. And Sean's friend thinks that's funny in a dark way. He goes on about how Sean got all the tributes, and even in death, still getting them. Sean's friend tells them how Sean wasn't always so cool. That ten years ago, Sean couldn't even put up a tent, let alone design a whole building. Then boom. Ten years ago, he couldn't build a fucking Jenga tower. God. <laughs> he was the worst at that game. You couldn't play more than two minutes. It was so not structurally solid. <laughs> you would try and play pickup sticks? He couldn't even manage to make a stick pile. God. He was so dumb. But then he got genius, then he got super hot, and then I wanted to bang him and be his partner for life. Yeah. That's exactly how it played out. <laughs> um, later, in the car... Dean is telling Sam all about the secretary, Carly, who's 23, she kayaks, and he apparently knows her tits are real. Sam doesn't have time for his blah 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 blah, because they're working a case. Dean is working, though, because he has a list of all the black dog-related calls that Animal Control has gotten in the last week. 19 calls total. He also got her MySpace address, which he hasn't a clue what that is. And Sam just loves it. Two things. One, I really think Dean just wants it to be a porn sp porn site. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. And it kind of does sound like a, a website, but still, Dean, you lecherous ass. Mm-hmm. And also, can you just fathom with me for a moment that in a few short seasons, he will be handling smartphones and social media in order to aid his hunting? Yes. Like, he starts out being such an ignoramus of, I only listen to cassette tapes, and I don't do internet because I'm a Luddite. And then later on, he has an iPhone jack listening to Taylor Swift and has, like, 15 different laptops and gadgets and can hack the mainframe. And... Yes. Don't think he has a Facebook, though. I can't imagine. No, I Dean don't Winchester see him having a Facebook. Facebook. Even in an all in like an alternate universe fanfic, I can't really imagine him. I can't imagine him. I can imagine Dean having a MySpace though. Yeah. With the music and the top ten friends and. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Not a Facebook though. No. Anyways, Facebook is for like season twelve. Sam and Dean are working down the list of you know all these black dog sightings, and starting to get a little frustrated because, you know, not all dogs are supernatural. All dogs do go to heaven, though, so all dogs are future supernatural creatures. And they find the home of Dr. Sylvia Perlman, who is the youngest chief of surgery in a thousand years. And that happened, like, around ten years ago. And they're like, hey, ten years ago, Sean became an architectural genius. Ten years ago, this lady uh, got got made the boss of a hospital. 
Hey, something happened 10 years ago to make all these people's dreams come true. And what could they have in common? I don't know until Dean is like fucking Snoopy and pulling pictures off the goddamn fridge. Animal Control don't have the right to do that. No, they don't. I didn't even know Animal Control could dress that fancy. They don't know what they're doing. And the maid just let him in. Yeah. I don't know that she has the authority to do that either. People trust in pretty people. I, just because they're pretty. I know. I feel you. But, Hannah, this also plays into what I was talking about last episode. You flash, like, a ID or a piece of plastic, and suddenly people are like, oh, yeah, you belong here. <laughs> of course. I'm never going to trust people just because they tell me they are. I once had a cop ask me to do something, and I was like, I'm not comfortable doing that. And he was like, I'm a cop. And I was like, I don't fucking know you're a cop. You could have gotten... It's not that long past Halloween. You could have killed that guy's that. uniform. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me to do what you want me to do just because you're a cop. Asshole. Anyways. Dean's snoopy and inappropriate behavior pays off because on the back of the picture they find Lloyd's bar. And what do she and Sean have in common besides, you know, getting having all their wildest dreams come true? Uh, she drank at the bar where Sean bartended. Oh, so, see, looky, I didn't looky, even, I didn't even remember, I didn't even remember Lloyd's bar being mentioned when they were talking to Sean's friend. <laughs> I didn't catch yeah. that at all. Yeah, and Sean's <coughs> friend was being a little derogatory, saying like, yeah, he was like a lame who was like just tending bar out in Lloyd's. I'm like, hey, there's nothing wrong with tending bar. Nothing you at all. shut your face. Maybe not as profitable as, you know, somebody who get covered by Architectural Digest, but... Anyways, we gotta go see what's up with this Dr. Perlman. And she's in a motel somewhere. A Baskerville hotel. Oh! (laughs) And she done terrified. The hotel manager is banging on her door saying, Look, this is not a free tell. It's a motel. We need that money. I need that money. (laughs) And she's like, okay, you ass. And she just, like, grabs a wad of cash out of her purse and just throws it at Adam. And she's like, I own a hospital. Take my money. (laughs) And while he looks at her, his face gets all stretchy and blah. She's like, ah, and closes the door. And the look on his face as she closes the door and he has a wad full of cash, he looks a little demonic still, even though his face has gone back to normal. I did have yeah. to wonder for half a moment, was he actually a demon? Although I can't really think that he would be better than a hellhound at sniffing out contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a question for you, though, Hannah. I have an answer. Is, why the hell would you run away... And then go stay put. Because you know what they tell you to do when you get lost, Hannah? Stay where you are. Stop moving. Stay where you are. Because that's the best way to get found. She spent all of her time at her stupid hospital and never did a lick of learning about survival. (laughs) Tell you what. Yeah, no, she should have stayed on the run. But like Dean said, she couldn't run fast enough. It wouldn't have mattered. (sighs) At Lloyd's bar, Dean notices flower growing on the roadside. 
or flowers, rather. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Uh, one, about this, this is the scene where Dean starts wearing John's jacket for this episode. And I thought the timing was, was very appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Because now they have an inkling of what they're dealing with. And I also really loved Dean noticing the, like, horticulture, the horticulture around him. Yeah. He's <laughs> noticing uh, the flowers. I know. He notices the flowers. He's such a sweet princess boy. But I also appreciate it because I'm getting into edible foraging these days. Still very much in the learning stages. Like, I'm just trying to freaking learn to identify this shit because I want to know what I'm... I don't want to pick anything yet. <laughs> right. Sam says they're yarrow flowers. And Dean's like, aren't those used in rituals? And Sam's like, they're used in summoning rituals. Do you know what they can also be used for, Hannah? I'm going to guess eating. So much eating, Hannah. They're so edible. And when, as soon as I mentioned yarrow, I was like, yarrow, I know yarrow. I can eat yarrow. <laughs> they have a feast right in front of them and they don't even know it. All they see is the supernatural uses. They can't see the forest for the trees or yeah, the flowers. When, when I was doing research, I tried to, like, see if there was anything cool about yarrow flowers. And I just kind of skimmed the first page, and I was like, meh. <laughs> well, now you so know So I'm you glad you had them. an interesting fact. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I haven't tried to eat one yet, although I believe I did find, yes, I did find some yarrow out here. Eat it. One day. <laughs> they know they're on the right track, so they dig in the center of the crossroads in front of Lloyd's bar. They find a box with grave dirt and cat bones. Uh, Sam says it's used to summon demons, and Dean clarifies that since it's at a crossroads, these people were making deals. And they're not seeing black dogs, they're seeing hellhounds. The demon is collecting and Dean says Doc isn't running fast enough. And now Dean is sad. It's not a black dog. No, it's not sad a black dog. Sad Charlie Brown music. Womp, womp, womp. We'll have to do black dogs another day. But until then, let's... Name! Name! That! That! Monster! Monster! to handle here. I'm going to go through it as quickly as I can because I felt like, oh, what is it? Is it crosswords we're talking about? Is it demon deals we're talking about? Is it hellhounds we're talking about? There's so much to go through. Words. Words. So, first, let's just do crossroads. Crossroads are representative of liminal spaces throughout mythology. It's a transitional space, neither here nor there. It's a way to touch the paranormal. In hoodoo, that you do. If you go Ooh, to the crossroads at midnight or pre-dawn, you will meet a guy who is probably the devil, and they will bestow on you some sort of skill, like playing an instrument. They were very specific about how it was a physical body skill that you could physically learn. It was very interesting. I thought very pertinent to this episode, considering the they music. use the hoodoo that you do. Voodoo. What is that? What song is that from? Yeah, you do, you do. 
Ah, uh, from Scooby Doo. Man. What man? Oh, man, man with man the power. With power. What, what power? What power? power. Who, who do, do you do? Yeah, you who do. You do. Yeah. Do what? <laughs> you remind me of a man. Okay. <laughs> we could just keep going. Okay. Yes, but I don't want to get sued by Scooby Doo. So. Okay. Now, crossroads in music. And music crossroads and demon deals feature heavily along with our Mr. Robert Johnson, who gets a special shout-out on the Wikipedia page for Crossroads, along with that one show, you might know it, it's called Supernatural. You might not have heard of it. It's pretty underground. (laughs) Now, the Brazilian understanding of Crossroads was hard to understand on Wiki. Too many editors is my guess. Uh, In ancient Greece, shrines and ceremonies for Hermes and Hectate were always placed at crossroads. And in the UK, there was a long tradition of burying criminals and suicides at crossroads. There was a little more information there, but again, the writing was really confusing, and I had to wonder how many hands were on this... Eh. Keyboard. Yeah. Now, for the the wheeling and dealing. Hannah, Mm -hmm. there are several comprehensive articles detailing how, when, where, why, and for how much you can potentially sell your soul. And they even provide you with blank documents to fill out. I think Crowley has been a little busy. Yeah. So, do me a favor, some point, just Google how to sell your soul and be prepared to be overwhelmed. (laughs) All right. So deals with the devil are highly prevalent in Christian mythology. Sometimes it's a morality tale, you know, like Jesus being tempted in the desert. And sometimes it's a comedy where, much like Dean, the person outsmarts the devil. So how does it work? How do you make this deal happen? Well, you find the correct time of day, week, or month, whatever, so long as it's the prime demon summoning time. You double check... That you have chosen the right demon for the job you want done. Because, hey, demons specialize for better efficiency. Then you say the magical words, hoogity-boogity. And when you feel like a demon's there, ask your favor and promise your soul in return. The Salem witch trials would have us believe that a mark will be left on your body as a sign that the deal has been struck. From there, enjoy your prize. Congrats. You did it. Mm-hmm. You did it. You did, did it. it. Yay. You did it. We did it. Yay. We did it. Yay. Now, hellhounds, we're not going to focus on so much right now because we have so many more hellhound episodes to come. And also because, hey, Hannah, we just made a pretty sweet deal. Let's enjoy it right now and not worry about the future just yet. All right. Right. All right. So here's all you need to know right now. Hellhounds work for the land of the dead. They hunt lost souls. Or, I'm sorry, they hunt lost souls. And hearing them howl or seeing them is a death omen or may even cause you to die on the spot. And that oh. concludes... Name, Name that, that monster! monster. Ah! As we went screaming from the hellhounds into the next section... <laughs> You can't get me yet, bitch. We see the doctor. I got goofer dust. You sure do. (laughs) We see the doc in her motel room. Hounds 
we can't see are banging at the door, and she's freaking out. Then all of a sudden, the banging stops. She gets up from her spot on the floor to check things out when the window smashes. The invisible hounds get in and claw her leg up real bad before dragging her away. Those were some stretch pants. Like, serious stretch pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doc Why likes to be don't... relaxed. <laughs> a relaxed fit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you know what? I run a hospital. I'm stressed enough. I need to have comfortable clothes. Don't fucking judge me. <laughs> Why don't the boys even attempt to find this lady? Did they just figure that enough time has passed and... They're like, yeah, she's probably fucking dead already. Well, they don't really know where she went. Um, they have her name? Yeah, and I guess they would have enough to go on to try and find her. It's a good yeah, point. you know... Their, their saving people was not showing. No, it was not. The whole saving things, hunting people at the top of the show, they definitely didn't listen to Mm-mm. before they, weren't they began attention. this episode. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back in the past again, and we see the man Robert burying something at the crossroads, and a woman appears, and he's like, oh, I want to be the best guitar player man has ever known. <laughs> and he's like, so what do we do? Do we, like, left hand, right hand, booty bump, fist pump, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle to seal the deal? Uh, I wish, I wish. <laughs> and she's like, no, we're demons. We play it sexy. I'm going to kiss you. And then in the future, I'm going to kiss a doctor so she can run a hospital. I mean, I guess because kissing is more intimate. I mean, you got to mean it if you want to seal that deal. Yeah. Who is Crowley kissing in the future? Uh, some man. And then another man. Mm. Bobby. He kisses Bobby. Bobby! I was like, he kissed somebody important. Who was it that he kissed? <laughs> yeah, you gotta mean it. To swap spit with a demon. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dean is supposedly all about the ladies. And even he was like, don't put your tongue on me. Ew. <laughs> don't want your demon cooties. So yeah, so they kiss, and the deal is done. And, by the way, I didn't quite recognize her, but that was our roommate from the non-gendered hook person episode. Oh my god, you're right! Yeah, thank you, I am DeBuzz. And this was a little confusing for me, because we had already seen Mr. Johnson die. Mm -hmm. And then we come into the future, and we... Yeah, in the future. Now we go, we went further in the past... And then we go back to the current day, and there's another black man with talent. And I was just like, why Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. Well, I think the second flashback is, it's ten years prior, so it would have been like 1928. It's not 1928, though, because the title card specifically shows 1930. I thought it was 1938. The opening scene was 1938, yeah. Let me, hold on. I am, like, 99% well, sure that when we... maybe he didn't die we, right then. Maybe he died later. Maybe, because otherwise, here's what I'm thinking. 
But then why would they be harassing him two years before taking him? I know. I know. Because well. demons are mean. That's why. <clears throat> Moving on. Maybe, maybe he asked for, like, I want to be super talented. Super and I want to be super famous. And they were like, ooh, double deal. Uh, we're going to have to adjust the time frame then. You only get eight years, which really is more than anybody can handle, let's be honest. <laughs> um, the only other thing I could think was the fact that this is a real person, which I think you might have mentioned at some point. Mm-hmm. The, only thing I, the only other thing I can think of is the fact that Robert Johnson, the guy we see here making a deal, is a real person who lived way back when. He's a not only a real guy, but a real legend. Because his story was that he hung around bars as a late teen, listening to music. He disappeared for a few months. Just a few months. And when he came back, he was magically able to out-blues the fuck out of anybody. And he became super famous. And then around his mid to late 20s, he just mysteriously died. And that's like, the, that's the real, real story, you know? It's a shame he wasn't our monster. Yeah. But I, I, I like, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, but um, the only thing I could think was if they were trying to make the storyline here match up to his actual storyline and say he showed up with his magical playing powers when he was 19 and then he died at 27... That's only eight years. Okay. So maybe they were trying for some reason to be factual with this shit. <laughs> but the song that plays when he makes this deal, that's actually the real Robert Johnson playing. Yes. His song about trying to hitchhike at the crossroads and how won't nobody give him a fucking ride. I went to the crossroads. All right, so we're back to the present, and Sam is like, oh, this is just like Robert's, this is just like Robert Johnson, and Dean's like, yeah, this, this, and this, and Sam's like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And Dean's like, you didn't even know anything about Robert Johnson. You're a fake fan. <laughs> and by the way, all the songs Dean lists here are real songs. And if a YouTube commenter is to be believed, Hellhound on My Heels was the last song he recorded before he died. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how he died in real life. They say it was mysterious, and that's as far as I looked into it, because I ain't got time. We've got Dean, enough mysteries however, on our hands. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just swimming in mystery. Scooby-Doo is already on my heels with copyright infringement claims. Come on. <laughs> you remind me of a man! What? Dean says that in the supernatural realm, at least, uh, Mr. Johnson died choking on his own blood, talking about big evil dogs, and he's like, it's happening all over again. As if this is the one spot in the planet where you can summon a crossroads demon. But okay, Dean. Okay. You live in your small world. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> At this point, the boys have a very big fight because Sam's like, oh no, these poor people, they're about to die. And Dean's like, 
yeah, they know they're about to die. They made this choice. They said, yes, please, good deal. I will give you my soul because right now I need to live in the moment. YOLO, motherfucker. Sam, your saving people is showing. Because, yeah, Sam would jump off Niagara to save somebody. (laughs) He would. Yeah. Well, Sam wins the argument for whatever reason, and they are like, well, we have this photo of this guy who made a deal. Let's go see if he's, I don't know, alive, and we'll talk to him. And I want to say, Hannah, Mm -hmm. I think this is a turning point of the whole show, unless you can argue me. But here is where they really start to defy fate, I think, that I've noticed at least. In my Mm -hmm. time of dying, it didn't count because they made you believe that Dean was going to accept his fate. Here, though, Sam and Dean argue about whether people should accept their fate, accept their own choices, or not. Like, here is where the show... Yeah, here's where the show decides whether or not the boys will have to actually accept death in the future. And, and they don't, Sam is so no, I definitely no. agree with you. This is the turning point. This is where they defy all the rules from here on out. They say, fuck those <sighs> rules. We don't need no rules. Team free will, bitches. Yeah, but also from here is when their lives start getting exponentially more sad. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean... They find Mr. George Darrow in a rundown-looking place, so they surmise he didn't make a deal for money. Dean jokes about maybe finding babes in Leia bikinis instead, because as he says, (laughs) the guy's got an epic build due, so hopefully he got something fun out of it. They find black powder underneath Georgie's door, and are just speculating on what it could be when Georgie opens the door, asking who the hell they are. Dean tries to tell him about salt working better against evil, but Georgie plays dumb for for a minute until they mention the hellhounds, and Georgie lets them in. Five minutes. I could have sworn that the boys knew what goofer dust was because i feel like we talked about it in home but i went back and i watched that scene and she only mentions crossroad dirt in her hex bags Mm -hmm. so um and also in this moment i really like to think that george legitimately doesn't understand dean's comment about using the wrong shaker (laughs) like he knows goofer (laughs) dust works he doesn't know salt works (laughs) (laughs) because if i were him i would have a double line one of salt one of goofer yeah goofer on the outside salt on the inside Mm mm-hmm and seal up all them cracks demons need cracks salt all the cracks Mm mm-hmm and goofer the corners (laughs) (laughs) sam asks about the black powder to which georgie is like you don't know about goofer dust And Dean's like, we know a little about a lot of things. Just enough to make us dangerous. Georgie says it keeps out demons. Sam soft voices him to try and get the whole story. It's okay. But Georgie has accepted his fate and doesn't want help. He sold his soul for talent, not fame. So he has all these amazing paintings that no one wants for some reason, and he's all alone. Here's where I got to be super confused. Like, this is what caused me to be really confused about who George was. Because he has blues music playing in his studio. And so I got it this time around when he talks about paintings. But the first time watching this, 
I thought he just sold his soul to be multi-talented. Because all he says is, I just sold my soul to be talented. He didn't say for what. And so I was like, oh, he sold his soul to be a guitarist and a painter and all that good shit. Like, it was like just a byproduct of being a great guitarist as he listened to his blues music. And he'd lived all this time keeping, like, I, I literally thought that he had lived, like, 80 years. <laughs> you thought he was Robert himself. Johnson. I thought he was Robert Johnson, just, you know, <laughs> 70 years older with his blues music. And now okay. that he's been living with goofer dust for the rest of his life, holed up in this apartment, just ordering things through Amazon delivery. He's like, you know what? Guitar playing was great, but now I also want to uh, paint and develop other skills, too. <laughs> I had built up this whole narrative in my mind <laughs> and then okay. rewatching it for the show. I was like, oh, this is a different guy. Yeah. Well, he just wanted to paint. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't been fighting off hellhounds for 60 years. That would have been cool. <sighs> he says after he made his deal, the demon didn't leave. It stuck around and made a few more deals. He tried to warn them, but no one would listen. Three people total made deals, according to him. Sean, Doc, and a man named Evan Hudson. He doesn't know what deal Evan made. Georgie just wants to finish his last painting before the hounds come for him, and he tells the boys to leave. I really like George's teeth. His teeth? Mm, they're no McMasters, but I really enjoyed watching him talk. He had a nice overbite. Mm. Is like a I liked teeth it. kink or something? I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Nah, I don't know. I just, you watch people talk, and you, you have clothes on their face, and you're watching their mouth, and you're just like, watching their teeth move and it's fascinating i um, don't understand yeah. how his paintings never sold like uh, like from what we could see of his paintings they are amazing but i'm thinking like after he dies you know someone's gonna come through do an inventory or whatever and they're gonna mm -hmm. be like damn these great paintings and then he'll be like famous after death i think maybe it's because he was a little too old when he started so he didn't have that young culture connection like okay. your age and younger that would really eat up those paintings you know yes i would eat up those paintings yeah he wasn't with the hip crowd so he's trying to sell his paintings to you know 40 plus eight people in age and they're like no i only want caviar and pictures of old families that aren't mine with razor blades that I will purchase while drunk at auctions. I don't want your hip, vibrant Africano art. Like, I don't, I don't know how I would go about it, but I would love to have a copy of one of those paintings. That would make me so happy. Hmm. Um, I don't know either, but I am sure somewhere those paintings still exist. Yeah. We probably... I mean, it's been a long time now, 13 years. They're the original would probably somewhere. still be expensive. Oh, yeah, especially since they were used in an episode of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Fuck. But a copy? I, they... I would love a copy. <laughs> Please? All right, well, I will keep an eye out for that. I love you. But before we go meet Evan, I just want to say real quick, George agrees to die because he feels guilty. Yeah. I feel like Evan agrees to die because he made a deal for the impossible 
And reneging on that deal has, for him, the most dire consequences. Yes. And, I mean, demon deals, in a way, make sense for me. You're asking for something that goes against the order and nature of the world, and there has to be a price to maintain balance. Yes. And to a certain extent, I don't agree with Sam and Dean fighting these deals, if only because it begins to set a precedent where the dead don't stay dead, and you begin to piss off the literal universe. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not that I don't want Evan to have a happy life with his wife, but he had something he could have never had in any other universe. So there has to be a cost for that. Like, there's, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And I think that's something we'll see more and more that Sam and Dean just don't have respect for. No respect. And that's None. probably why God wants to fuck their shit up. Mm-hmm. He's like, I had one rule, guys. One rule. You can have your own fate, make your own choices, blah, 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 but choices have consequences, whether good or ill. You don't just get to cancel the consequences because you don't like them. So anyways, let's go visit Evan in his study. He's here in the park and he's here in the ground. He's like, oh, shit. And his wife comes in and she's like, what are you going? Are you sure you want me to go? Like, what are you going to do all weekend? He's like, yes, please go. I don't want you to see me die. Go see your sister. Go see her baby. And he kisses her, and he's like, you know I love you forever and ever, right? And that has to be, like, the number one clue that something is horrifically wrong. When your lover looks deeply in your eyes out of nowhere and is like, you're my soul. You're just like, okay. I mean, like, like, um... He's acting strange. And if we, the audience, can tell, it's a wonder she didn't stay. Like, or at I, least I press been... him for more information. Yeah. Like, no, honey, you're really acting strange. What's wrong? What are these bills you have to pay? Did, did, Where are these bills did you coming borrow from? Money from the mafia? <laughs> Is this a mafia thing, baby? I'm not going. I'm going to stay with you forever. Well, anyways. She's not hip to his subtle clues. So she's leaving, and as she leaves, she's like, Oh, hey, honey. And then turns around, and her face gets all demonly fucked up. And Hannah, Hannah, Beth, Mm -hmm. your sister was watching this in bed and jumped about a foot above the blankets. (laughs) I love you so much. (laughs) <laughs> like, not just surprised, come chogio, but <laughs> super scared. Like, I had to, like, look away for the rest of the scene and, like, take some deep, calming breaths. <laughs> that was some... Because it was just the way she's like, oh, and hey, honey, turns around, bleh, I love you, too. And it's like, that that was on purpose. <laughs> I think she knew. I think face. she's... The look on his face. No one should look that horrified when you tell them you love them. So she <laughs> should have been concerned. She should have been so concerned. You know what? She's been really stressed this week. He's been acting crazy and not confiding in her. And she just needs a break so that she can come back refreshed. And her sister has already prepared the mimosas. So Damn straight. she's just going to go for the day, take herself a little her time, come back refreshed and able to handle her husband's psychoses. So, she's like, all right, baby, I see that me loving you has you all freaked out. I'm going to go. When we come back, we'll talk about this. 
Yeah. Well, the boys show up, and they're like, hey, you, Lloyd's, demon deals, am I right? And he's like, oh, the demons are here, and runs away. And Dean's Sam's like, uh, <laughs> all right, quote. Dean, just shock and awe. <laughs> and Dean kicks the door in, and then Dean proceeds to kick all the doors. All doors everywhere. I hate doors. I must kick. Ow, I just <laughs> actually kicked and stubbed my toe. Damn. <laughs> Because I don't have you here to stop my leg from unnecessarily kicking things like Dean has Sam. I would. I would stop you from unnecessarily kicking things. Mm-hmm. Because Sam is smart, and he can see from the outside that this door doesn't lock. Which, why the fuck would you run to a room and not fucking lock it, Mr. Evans, sir? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so they come in. They're like, chill the fuck out. We're here to help. Grief counselors come to hug. And they're like, we know everything. We know about the deal. <laughs> and Mr. Huds pops up out of nowhere. And I'm like, there was no need for that. There was no need for any of that. They just wanted to show, like, I think Jensen had been, sorry, Mr. Ackles had been hitting the kickboxing classes really hard lately. And he was like, guys, I can, for real, kick down a door now. Can I show you? Can I show you? Can you give me a door to kick this episode? My, my, my glutes, my shins, my calves, they're super yoke right now. <laughs> I could bust up, I could fuck up some doors. Give me a door to bust. So anyway, so like, we know what's, we know what's happening. We want to help you. We're just here to try and keep an eye on you while we figure out how to deal with hellhounds. You know, easy peasy. And Dean starts his thing where he's mad at people and he takes it out on the victims in front of him because that makes a lot of fucking sense. And like, God, Dean assuming the fucking worst of Evan and taking his anger at John out on the poor guy, like, I couldn't handle the awkwardness. Like, Dean looks chagrined for about five seconds when he finds out that it was his wife that he saved from dying from cancer. But then he starts laying into Evan again. And I wanted to leave the show, the room, the planet, just existence. <laughs> I was like, Dean, leave the guy alone. He just wants to save his wife. He knows all the fucking consequences. I'm sure he's thought about it a lot more than you have. I, I do want to say, though... That this is why Evan is the one who gets saved. Oh, yeah. Story-wise. Because he made a deal like a Winchester would. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dean went in there and was immediately pushing, like, like, my dad sold his soul for me. You sold your soul for what? And he, he's being super condescending and an asshole. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I hated it. And Sam tried to stop him, but Sam doesn't like to interrupt very much, so he kind of just lets Dean go for a little too long before he's finally like, you know, let's go, let's go plan. So they mm -hmm. go in the hall to plan, and the plan is, Sam, throw dust at the dogs while I go summon a demon. And yep. I really just want a 
animated gif or gif yeah. of a terrified chibi Sam with giant tears in his eyes, desperately throwing goofer dust at the hellhound saying, get away, get away. And the dogs like wipe the dust from their face and they're about to move closer when another clump of sand hits him in the face. Because <laughs> that's all I could imagine was the, the, Sam taking dainty little fingerfuls of sand and like, shoo puppy, shoo. <laughs> Listen, they don't even know how to help. And this is classic season one behavior, boys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You throw dust at it. I'll go summon the demon. I'm sure it's the same one. I'm sure there's no other demons that will try and come stop this. Blah. Right? Yeah. Sam, very wisely, is like, I don't think you're in the right headspace for this. Because it kind of sounded like you were doing some weird therapy in there with Evan. And... They both realize they both had that moment of, geez, Evan's situation sounds a lot like our situation. It's a little too perfect. And they're about to talk about, you know, what happened between them and John a little more until you hear Evan say, Um, guys, I hear barking. <laughs> Help. 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 <laughs> okay, so back at Lloyd's bar. Uh, Dean puts his photo in a box and buries it. Our lady demon shows up and flirts with Dean. This la particular la. demon will return in All Hell Breaks Loose Part 2 and Bedtime Stories. Thank you, Super Wiki. Dean's nervous because it's been a while since he's faced a demon. They flirt some more until she asks what he wants. He suggests they talk in his car and she agrees, so they start walking. Meanwhile... Sam is lining Mr. Huds' study with goofer dust and circling Mr. Huds with, with it as well. Sam tells him to stay inside the circle no matter what. Sam has, like, a goofer bag of holding. <laughs> like, Dean hands him a fistful of dust, and it's like the loaf of bread and two fishes. He's just, like, infinite dust everywhere. I'll line the windows. I'll line the fireplace. I'll mm-hmm. line the doors. I'll make a huge circle around us. It's the biggest circle. Oh. Back with big our enough lady. for a moose and a man. <laughs> it's a really big circle. Back with our lady demon. Dean wants Mr. Huds out of his deal, but our lady says, no go, bro. But Dean ups the ante by offering himself up instead. Our Lady spills the beans by saying, like father, like son. She almost walks into the devil's trap under Dean's car, but she notices just in time. Cut back to the study, and the growling of the hounds is getting louder for Mr. Huds and us, the viewer. Sam gets in the circle with Mr. Huds and tells him not to move. I mean, that's got to be a vote of confidence for Mr. Evan Hudson about how well goofer dust works if... The guy there protect you is like, yeah, I'm going to step in this circle, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel a little safer if I had a line of pepper between me and the invisible dog that I can neither see nor hear. Yeah. All right, so the lady demon, I guess she doesn't get a name? No. She's mad that he tried to trick her, but she's not going to kill him because, you know what, honestly, you being miserable is way more fun. <laughs> And so she talks about his dad and about the deal and 
how he's basically just torturing Dean with his own father's death. And she's like, you know what? I could have given you your death back, but not now because you pissed me off. Need me to boo boo. And at the study, you can see that the goofer dust is working. Meanwhile, she hasn't walked away yet because Dean's like, but wait. There's more. There's more. <laughs> and she's like, I knew it. You didn't come for the cancer lady's husband. You came for your daddy. And she's like, fine. I said I was pissed, but I want to make a deal. I'll give you your daddy back, and you'll have 10 years, and it'll be awesome. And he's like, ooh, let me think about this as I walk moodily away. Ooh, it sounds like a good deal, but could I get <gasps> steak knives with it? <laughs> and Classic she's scene. Like, she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? As she walks forward, and she's like, <gasps> look up. Aw, shit. You mm -hmm. bastard. And I can say bastard now because you actually don't have a dad anymore. Ha ha ha. Wow. And so now the deal is let the man go, call your hellhounds back, and I will let you go. A tr a even trade. Even Stevens. First time watching this, I was very surprised, happily, by the second devil trap. I was like, oh, you go, Dean. That was smart. You had a backup. Back in the studio, uh, no, back in the study, Sam and Mr. Evan Hudson, the dogs have broken in through a vent, because remember, demons just need cracks, and Sam didn't cover all the cracks. He didn't put Goofer in that corner. <laughs> and so they're like, oh no, and even if Sam can't see or hear anything, he can see the vent being blessed off, and he can see the gouges in the floor, and he's like, oh, this is really real. Oh my god. Oh god. And he's like, hurry the fuck up, Dean, hurry, Dean, oh my god. <laughs> and so Dean's starting the ex exorcism, and he's in the study, the wind's picking up. He's holding a rosary. This is a Catholic exorcism, Hannah. Okay. Fine. I mean, I think, didn't we, didn't we establish it that they learned to do their exorcisms from... Latin? Pastor Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have yeah. used a rosary. Yes, right. he would have. But they don't need it later on. They don't need it, but early on, it's like that comfort, you know, the... The extra... The tradition. Tradition. Tradition! Um, tradition! Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! So Dean's starting his exorcism, and it's causing wind that reaches all the way back to the study, and the wind's blowing the goofer dust away. And they're like, well, shit, the goof don't work no more, so let's go run to the laundry room, because that'll do shit. <laughs> that'll work. And before Dean can finish the exorcism, she's like, wait, let me smooch ya! And they have made a deal. Evan will be free to live his life with his wife. And it's all good to go. It's all above board now. And Dean's like, ooh, but I could still kill you. I got what I want. And she's like, if you do that, I will come back from hell eventually. And when I do, I will flay you and this man alive. She doesn't specify Dean, but you know she would try to also kill Dean. Because oh, yeah. you just don't fuck over a demon. And again, I respect demons and their deals. And I'm really glad I didn't fuck her over. 
Because it says something when the good guys are not as trustworthy as the demons. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So he does let her go, and then she's like, you should have taken the deal because the deal about your father was way better because, oh my god, you don't even want to know what he's going through right now. And then she smokes out, and the poor lady that she was occupying is like, what? And I had two things here. Mm-hmm. One, this was a great reminder for Dean that, oh yeah, demons use human vessels, and he almost punched an innocent lady. <laughs> And his reaction is proof that demon smoke is super visible. Like, it's incredible that not everybody on this planet is super aware of the supernatural with no help from the Winchesters required. Yeah. <sighs> like, I want to pay attention about for who's around whenever these deals, or whenever we see demons smoke in and out. Because somebody could have been, like, looking out the window at Lloyd's bar and just, like... A shit ton of black smoke just came out of that lady's mouth. I must be way drunker than I thought. (laughs) The boys are on the road again, and Sam is saying that demons lie, but Dean knows she was telling the truth. Because demons also tell the truth if they know it'll hurt more. Yes. But also, I... So Dean's obviously gushed his little heart out and told Sam everything that happened. Mm -hmm. And this line that Sam gives echoes what Dean told Sam in... Uh, episode four. Phantom Menace episode, yeah. Um, Traveler. Right, whatever. That demons can read minds and that they lie. And I want to say that we talked about how the truth hurts more, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. It, was it said in the episode? I can't remember. But, I can't remember. Yeah. But now we can see at least somewhat that they only read the minds of the people they inhabit. Because Dean's plan wouldn't have worked if, if she could she read, could his, read mind. his mind. Yeah. yeah. But I did like, you know, Marble Eyes doesn't quite count because he's not your run-of-the-mill demon. But in the yeah, first he's episode... he's a big fish. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a big fish, too. Woo! In the first episode with a demon, Dean tells Sam, don't worry about it, they lie. And in our next real, just plain Jane demon episode, Sam's telling Dean, they lie. lie. Mm -hmm. Dean can't accept that John would make that deal for him. He says John should have gone out fighting, not making a deal. Sam asserts that John did a lot of good, and they continue to do good because of what John taught them. Sam says they have to keep going. He asks if Dean considered making the deal, but Dean just turns up the radio. And that's our episode. Yeah. It's interesting how the blues music is playing in the car, because we never hear Dean listening to blues music. Mm-mm. Uh, and the blues is playing up until the point where Dean is done talking. He's like, and this case is done. No more blues music. <laughs> and it's also interesting how they're talking about legacies and how hunters should go out, considering where we are in the series mm-hmm. uh, in real time. Should they go out fighting, which a lot of Supernatural fans expect? Or should they, like, rely on, like, what Sam says, on the legacy of all the people they've saved? And, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering, like, can we expect a much different ending if if any of the Supernatural writing staff looks back at the early seasons to try and kind of tie it all together? Although, I mean, basically everybody the boys saved these first couple seasons get killed a few seasons down the road, but... Yeah. 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 Um, also, 
they had already decided that John made a deal mm-hmm. to save Dean. So why was John being in hell and being tortured in hell a surprise? Well, I mean, it's it's one thing to know something, or one thing to it's, su- to consider something, you know, and then one thing to know for a fact. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. All right. Do you want to handle the atrocity that ended this episode? <laughs> we have soon, <sighs> like a recap, but not. Now we have a preview of things to come. We see Dean shooting a crying man. Ellen telling Dean that he can't protect his loved ones forever. Lots of guns to the music of Hair of the Dog by Nazareth. There's mention of a demonic virus. Sam telling Ash to look for psychic kids like him. We see a lot of possible psychics. Dean tied up. And Dean starts to reveal the secret to Sam. Why the fuck did we get this? Was the episode not long enough? I don't know. Did they, f- did they finish writing this episode and filming? And they're like, oh shit, we've got like another two minutes we need to film. Ugh. I, I don't know. You know what would be great? We start with a then and now, and we can go to a soon. <laughs> Apparently we have soon. like one more of these we have to suffer through. Oh. I don't know. Did you also have this on your uh, DVDs? Yeah. God, it's... Oh my god, that's so awful, Hannah! <laughs> like it's yeah, I one... had this soon on my DVDs. It's one thing if you're watching it on live television, and they... Ugh, it's another one, it's on your streaming app, and it's a whole other freaking thing when it's on the DVD. Ugh! Ugh! Why... Why do themes come before hate? Because, boy, am I ready... Let's go to themes. Alright, I had a theme of Swan Dive. Hell yeah, you did. I noticed too. On my second rewatch, though. Yeah. I was like, oh, Hannah's gonna be so happy. I am so happy. (laughs) Uh, Let's get some of the obbies out of the way. Hellhounds. Our first Hellhound episode. Yeah. Yeah. I had Sassy Sam. I had Sassy Sam as well, especially with the any other bad ideas. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> demon deals. I had this demon deals. S- second demon deal. One, two of many. Many, many. Although had... Bobby's deal with Crowley is the best. Right. Uh, I had... Alcohol, vis-a-vis, bar. Alright. We didn't see the boys consuming, but there was... Georgie was consuming. George was consuming, you are right. Um, Why don't you want to call him Georgie? Because he's a grown man, he doesn't need to be... I don't need to be diminutive towards him. Georgie. I'm going to see It Part 2. I'm seeing It Part 2 after this. Is Georgie an It reference? Yeah. Oh, see, that's why I especially don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Have I said Crossroads? Because Crossroads. Crossroads. We've got at least two, three. Isn't Snooky? Snooky's a crossroad demon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she is. (laughs) I I know that's not the name she prefers, but I can't remember her real name off the top of my head. Yeah, it's okay. 
I had demons. I wasn't apologizing to you. I was apologizing to her. Deals. You know she listens. Of course she listens. She's like our top two listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's top our top two listeners one and two she's that addicted it's beautiful i had we'll all of jersey shore listening i'm sorry <laughs> i had demons slash demon deals i paired them yes yes got to have all them demon deals this is this our oh hannah huh I'm such an idiot. Meg is a demon. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole you, they lie thing being mirrored doesn't really make sense. Because they've been hanging out with Meg for a while now. Okay. Yeah, I was going to try and count our demon episodes, but Meg's already got, like, what, three or four under the belt? Three? Three, and then yeah. Marvel Eyes has at least four. two. Yeah. And then... Phantom Traveler and this one. We're up to like seven demon sodes. Jeez. Jeez Louise. My next one is uh, Dean sucks with victims sometimes. He's just mad awkward. Yeah, no empathy there, man. No empathy. God. I had a theme of diner. God, I really was craving some diner food. Just listening to the forks and knives clink in the background. <laughs> just like, I'm so hungry. Can we hang up and stop talking supernatural so I can go eat? Costumes. Hey, yeah. we missed last week because the flashbacks were so distracting. And also because we're just kind of used to seeing the boys in suits. Mm. But... They were insurance people last week, and then this week they were journalists and some really nicely dressed animal control inspectors. That's true. So those suits from Phantom Menace are really paying off. Traveler. If you know what I mean. I had a theme of trap. And not just that it was a devil's trap, but the fact that he trapped. It's a trap! It's a trap! He trapped I had her. the it's a trap theme combined with Smart Dean. He's so wily. Very nice. Very nice. He he doesn't hunt Bambi. He hunts the thing that hunts you back. No, not <laughs> humans. What do you think I am? Uh, speaking of Dean, my next theme was Gross Dean. Yeah. I don't mind him hitting on women or checking them out or getting to know them. But the whole, and they're real comment, really rubbed me wrong. Yeah, Does I it did really not matter like it if they're either. real or not? It doesn't. No. They're just boobs, and if you're attracted to them, great. Don't qualify like, oh, they're real. Like, ugh, I don't know. And then with the Leia comment Dean. later, Skeevy he's just. Dean. I love Slutty Dean. I just hate Skeevy Skeevy Gross Dean. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any more themes. I'm a girl. Alright, so the face stretching thing. I. Ooh. Yeah, no, we'll we will again. see it again when Dean gets back, or when Dean has his last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, next season, somebody, like, is able to see his cursed face or whatever because he's about to go to hell. I don't really... Yeah, I don't, lady in the horse I, stables. Yeah, right. Um, <gasps> so, I feel like the stretchy face thing, we will see at least once more, so I thought I'd mention it. Good. Uh, we saw the journal this episode. 
as I remembered at the top of this recording. And I quickly scrolled down to my themes and was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the last one was Legacy. Legacy gets brought up in this episode. And I know that Legacy Very is a good. huge theme in this you win, show. You win themes this time. Just this time, though. Usually you're the winner. Chicken dinner. Oh, God, I'm hungry. Well, I love food. But first, got to talk what we hated about this episode. Hannah, what did you hate? I hated our demon. Oh, like, really? I love demons in general. Like, the way they just, like, dig those nails in deeper and make you squirm and they use you against you. But she could have killed him. Like... Should have killed him. Should have killed him. And she ran off like she was scared. Is Crowley her boss? Doubtful. He's not the Yeah, not yet. yet. That doesn't happen for a while. Tell me what you hated, Kendall. It's not quite a double crack... A uh, nutcracker? A double cracker. <laughs> double I, whammy nutcracker. I hated how long Dean's interaction with the Crossroads Demon was. I mean, I get it. They're trying to build tension. But that was a scene... In, like, three parts, and there were so many long and lingering shots, and so many cuts back and forth to Sam and Evan, and I don't know. I'm sure that the first time I watched this episode, I was riveted, but it really suffers on a rewatch, and then on the re-rewatch, because I had, like, I'd watched half the episode fall asleep. So you get jet lag. Like, we're over here, we're over there, we're over here, we're over there. Yeah, and you're just like, stop teasing him about John. We get it. Dean, stop lingering for five hours before answering. Just fucking call her back and trap her and get it done. I, I'm i not saying that it was bad. I just felt like it could have been a little bit shorter. Because it takes up a significant portion of the final fourth of the whole episode. Yeah. It. However, Hannah... If it had been cut any shorter, we probably would have had a minute long sooner. <laughs> minute longer sooner. Yeah. Ugh. Get the taste out of my mouth. What did you love? I loved Georgie. His art was beautiful, <laughs> and I really appreciated how accepting he was of his fate and where his choices had led him. Mm-hmm. He took ownership. Yes. Unlike the Winchesters. Kindle. What did you love? <laughs> the Winchester's were like, we don't really know how to own anything besides, like, the car and the like, journal and the jacket. What do you jackets. mean you want to die? Like, yeah. what? Pay for your mistakes? What does that mean? <laughs> I've literally never paid for anything in my life. <laughs> I have credit cards for that. <laughs> I loved the music and the real legend behind all of this. Yes. And, all right, I say real legend, like, not every episode is based on on something from the real world. But what I was kind of noticing was they'll take things from the real world and then say, but what if they were supernatural? Mm -hmm. Or they will take things that we don't believe in but are legends here and say, oh, those things are actually real here. But here you have a real story of a real person who 
really did just disappear for a couple of months and come back mysteriously super talented and got super famous super quickly and then eight to ten years later just mysteriously died it's kind of like the whole supernatural ending at season 15 like you don't believe it but the part of you is kind of like did somebody out there did some super fan make a deal yeah and so this was the first time where I really felt the tangible connection of this this Mr. Johnson guy could have really been a case of, like, if you really want to believe in that stuff, this is a really unexplainable thing. And they didn't change it. They didn't twist it. Everything already fit so perfectly in the story. Like, the story was just perfectly formed for them. And... It was someone who does music, so they even had music for this episode. And, yeah. I agree. I just That's really, a good love. I, bought, I really bought love. into all that. Mm-hmm. Well, Hina, I just have to think, we have to admit it. We just love this show. I, I think we can't deny it any longer. There's, I can't. I can't hold it back anymore. I love this show. <laughs> well, if you love it so much, why don't you tell me what's coming up next time? Brothers, we will be discussing season two, episode nine, Croatoan. <gasps> Sam has a vision of Dean killing a man with a scar on the forehead, and the Winchester brothers drive to the small town of River Grove, Oregon. They discover that the victim is Dwayne Tanner, a, a Pacific local that lives with his family. Sooner they disclose that most of the dwellers are possessed by a demonic virus transmitted by blood, and they believe that demons want to destroy R River Grove with the virus and spread an outbreak to the other towns. This synopsis was brought to us by Claudio Carvalho in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, Claudio. Thank you, Claudio. I am so excited. Me Can I tell you why? Too. Tell me. This was the first episode where I began to feel the f more far-reaching stakes of the show. Mm -hmm. Like, everything so far has been really localized. But starting with this episode going forward, you begin to feel, like, the greater reaching, like, oh, oh this yeah, isn't this just This is a global here. threat. <laughs> yes. Um, also, the real, like, Croatoan mystery with Roanoke and all that. Yes! Yes, so cool. <sighs> so cool. I can't remember what the monster is for next week, but I'm a little tempted to be like, fuck the monster. Let's talk about Roanoke. <laughs> I'm down. I'm so down for this. We'll see. Depends. We'll the, see. the monster, I can't remember the monster, but it might be a really good monster. Maybe there's like some really interesting shit on demon viruses. I don't know. We'll I haven't got out. there yet. We'll find out next time. If I wanted to find out how to reach you on the interwebs, would you mind telling me how? You can find me on Tumblr. That's Jailbreak Fiend and Everything Overlord. You can find me on Instagram. That's Jailbreak Fiend. And we have our blog on Tumblr, Sisters Talk Brothers. Um, how would we contact you, Kindle? If for some weird reason you wanted to talk to me and my dumb face, you would find me on Tumblr at Kindle Abroad or on Instagram at Kindle Kindle Kindle. 
and you can reach the two of us. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Nice. At com. And I think that's everything that needs to be said. I mean, we could say more, but let's be real. Y'all want them bloopers. You want them bloopers. You want them bloopers. Don't even lie. Don't even lie. Don't even lie. So, tune in next week for... More monsters. More brothers. More sisters. Ah. Bye. Bye. For a second, instead of saying plot notes, I thought you were going to say slut notes. <laughs> yeah, I took my slut. I took five pages of slut notes, hit Kindle. <laughs> Which is a real place. In my home back, home back eye. Dean is working, though, because he has a list of all the calls for black dogs. Blah, blah, blah. Dean is working. Dean. Fucking Hannah. We see Did Doc he get to grind up Goofy to get Goofer dust? Oh, I hope not. That's awful. He doesn't deserve that. I mean, we don't know what he deserves. He could have done something bad. That's true. I saw him giving a Pluto a walk before, and it was weird. <laughs> That's <right>. just unnatural. <laughs> <laughs> but Dean ups the ups. ante. <laughs> I was confused, like... Why does the UPS have to do with this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's like that. <laughs> he ups the ante. <laughs> he ups the ante. Um... <laughs>